I'm Megan J. Robinson, and this is Creative Proofing, a space to think, feel, and design out loud. Every week, I explore the intersection of creativity, spirituality, and productivity, and what that looks like for each of us. In each episode of Creative Proofing, I'll dig into various questions, ideas, and topics by sharing what other thinkers, feelers, and doers have said, followed by my take, and then what it do for us going forward. Stick around to find out more. Hmm? Welcome to your body. Doing intelligence is used for the movement of our bodies and the body's desires for pleasure and achievement. First, it's helpful to understand that we have three centers of intelligence, our head, our heart, and our body. And we tend to draw from or rely on one of those centers more often than the others. Our greatest potential for growth lies in the integration of all three centers, when we engage each intelligence so that they will work together in concert, rather than atrophying from lack of use. As we recognize the primary center from which we understand, respond to, and interact with our world, we also recognize that we often ignore or distort the other centers of intelligence available to us. Perhaps without realizing it, at some point we told ourselves that something about those other types of knowing was less trustworthy, useful, or valuable. And so, over time, we focused more intently on our dominant center, sort of like weightlifting only on one side of the body while leaving the other side alone. That looks kind of weird, right? This week, we're focusing on the gut center. It's often observed that we frequently register things in our bodies before our brains and hearts catch on. The adrenaline rush, stomach tied in knots, the fidgety foot. Our bodies are capable of amazing feats of strength, ingenuity, and action, and can also be the site of terrible traumas leading to a deep distrust of physical connection. At the very least, our bodies mediate our intentions to the world and help us execute both the extraordinary and the mundane activities of our lives. We'll look at our gut centers, body intelligence, or GQ, through the eyes of the Enneagram, but rather than delve into the specific types, we'll just go over some general observations that connect the types within each center. But first, a quick note. I work from within the Christian tradition and understand the divine as the trinity of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That said, I know we all have different ways of understanding the divine. So if you wish to insert something else when I use that phrase, please feel free to do so. Understanding ourselves and others through the Enneagram seems to work well either way. Here's what others say. Those who lead from their gut center most often seem to be at the front of the action, pointing toward the goal and yelling, charge! Whether it's the right or best goal tends to be left for others to figure out. These folks tend to act quickly and on instinct, following the impulse to make the world around them better, more just, more right. They can often be powerful advocates on others' behalf, or tremendous mediators and organizers for multiple groups and voices, 
inspiring others with their innate ability to initiate action and generate momentum. This impulse often manifests as the desire to assert their control, power, or influence, whether over circumstances, environments, or other people. This then often leads to their inner frustration that manifests as hostility, annoyance, and anger when things don't go as they wish. At the root of this desire to assert control, order, and structure to the world is the longing for peace, protection, and goodness. When it doesn't come about or can't be found, this leaves those who lead from the gut center with a deep feeling of vulnerability. This in turn leads to additional action, or even inertia in some cases, as a way of dissociating or avoiding their feelings. This avoidance can lead them to rush into frenetic activity for the sake of doing something, not recognizing that in doing so, they can reinforce the feedback loop of frustration, control, anger that upset them in the first place. It's also easy for these folks to confuse the instinctual reactions with emotional reactions by truncating the range of possible emotions to anger, frustration, or even apathy. I am feeling that I would like to punch the wall or go back to bed. Might sound familiar. As Chestnut observes, the gut or body center includes both our instinctual and motor functions. When thoughts and instincts arise, they can activate our motor center to achieve and do things in the physical world. When we engage our gut center, it's often because we learn by doing. Something about the physical actions reveal concepts and insights difficult to access any other way. Additionally, Moser notes, our bodies remind us to remain present to the moment. We literally cannot be in two places at once. Though our instincts provide us all with deep knowledge through physical sensation and our intuitive spidey senses, those who lead from the gut center tend to trust this knowing above the other two, minimizing or ignoring what can appear to be overthinking things or being too sensitive. The path forward for those who lead from the gut center comes in recognizing that thinking through cause and effect and feeling vulnerable doesn't mean they're weak. It demonstrates their discernment and courage to move forward and take the next right step. Which is something that all of us can learn, I think. Welcome to your body. Here's what I say. So, here's the tea. I have the hardest time with the center. If my heart and head centers work synergistically together, my gut center just meeples somewhere over in a dark corner. It wasn't until I sat down a couple of years ago and decided I could no longer live with my own tendencies toward inertia when it came to pursuing my goals that I started learning what it meant to act meaningfully. Additionally, my body itself has always been a battleground of ill health and physical implementations that left me, for many years, unable to see anything about it as good. Over the last few years, I've gradually added more physical exercise to my daily routines, including yoga and cardio, as well as walking around my neighborhood when weather allows. 
It took years before I finally worked up the courage to go to a yoga studio, where I fell in love with hot vinyasa yoga. Then I asked a dancer friend to start teaching me ballet, and this one was terrifying. With 2020 being what it is, or was, rather, I added hit and strength workouts to my rotation and have come to loathe and appreciate in equal measures the process of adding ever more burpees to my workout. Above all, I have learned to be in my body, learning to listen to it, to challenge myself to try something new, and to be amazed at what I'm now able to do that I never before could. I've also begun to cultivate a bias toward action in myself, learning to recognize what hinders me from moving forward and setting up practices and systems that minimize the reliance on quote-unquote inspiration showing me the path in favor of momentum, revealing what I need to know for the next step. Also, just as a preview for a future issue, Encountering design thinking with its concepts of prototyping and failing faster helped me out a lot here. I've reached some degree of ease within my body, although I think I'm always going to feel in constant negotiations with it. So what's it all mean? So this is great and all, but really... What do we do with this? First, to recap, leading with gut intelligence often includes staying present and focused to what matters, recognizing the tendency to rely on instincts and minimizing thinking and feeling, recognizing that this misuse can lead to impulsive, erratic behavior, or conversely, inertia, and finally, understanding that anxiety and stress manifest as anger or frustration. In all honesty, I hope my kinesthetic and gut center listeners out there will teach me more about this. I'm still learning and I get why this takes a lot of attention and practice. Whether you lead from or barely acknowledge your gut center, it helps to remember that our bodies are where we live. If this seems difficult or uncomfortable, start simple. Try paying attention to your breath, such as with box breathing, or experimenting with postures, sitting properly in a chair with your feet flat on the ground, lying down, taking a walk, or even just stretching. Next time you're at the market, perhaps notice the variety of fruits and vegetables. How does each smell, feel in your hand, attract your eye? Listen to or play your favorite piece of music, What do you learn this time? What reveals itself to you in a different way? What do all these sensations tell you about your world and yourself? Above all, here's what I hope you take away today. A healthy gut intelligence reminds us to be present, to trust our intuition, and to courageously take the next step even without all the information. Let me know how it goes. (music) 
If you enjoyed this episode of Creative Proofing, please like and share with others you might as well. You can subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you'd like to read, you can also subscribe to the Creative Proofing newsletter at creativeproofing.substack.com.